Hello and welcome to Keyframes in Betweens, a mini podcast about anime. I'm your host, Jeff Turner, and with me today are Andy, Reach, and John. You just can't say hello. (laughs) And Andy, what are we watching today? Uh, Today we're watching the thing that I pitched uh, last episode, which was The Legend of Koizumi. It was directed by Tsutomo Mizushima, uh, who also directed other Keyframes classics as Triple X Holic, Squid Girl, Girls and Panzer, Another, Prison School, uh, and was created by TYO Animations in February 26th, 2010. It ran for three episodes, uh, totaling 30 minutes. John, why don't you tell us what happened in this weird anime? Uh, so there was a lot of weirdly, like, I don't know if it's racist, but definitely xenophobic portrayals of people that were not from Japan as this dude named Koizumi who plays Mahjong with uh, what I assume are world leaders from the time, except for Bush, who I know was a world leader at the time, uh, in very, very cartoonish, heavily caricaturized representations. And then also at one point he fights like a zombie chairman now. Uh, and yeah, it's he does it with Mahjong, so that's how his fighting works. <laughs> and he does the rising sun, and then he goes, Reach, uh, Reach, Reach, Reach. There we go. Thank you. Run, Ipatsu, Dora, Dora, like that. Yeah, it's fucking yeah, genius. It's just fucking weird, and I have no idea why it exists. <laughs> <laughs> Well, so Andy, could you could you explain to us why this exists? Uh, yeah, because there's a, a monthly manga man, uh, production, and, and a guy wrote it in that. Oh, <laughs> it runs in one of four like mahjong uh, themed manga magazines, which are all run by one organization, and it kind of blows my mind that there is enough. That there's enough manga, let alone enough interest in that manga. <laughs> How many different Mahjong animes are there? The big three, uh, I mean, there's Legend of Koizumi, which is just like, this uh-huh. short one-shot OVA. Uh, the other two that everyone knows is Saki, uh, and that's also had Saki Underway, which is a recent spin-off, which is a lot better than Saki, is what I've heard. And then, But Saki is sort of like bullshit Mahjong with fighting powers, uh, very similar to... Very similar to like what you just watched in Legend of Koizumi, but it's literally but, but like it takes itself seriously. No, it doesn't. And it, no? if you want to okay. know anything about Mahjong, you're just not going to bother watching it because it's all about <laughs> like it's all girls who have magical powers based on the sort of tiles and like ridiculous um, weights that they have to win Mahjong. So the main girl Saki, she uh, she wins a lot with cans, which is like a um, which is when you have four of the same tile which is almost impossible to get and then her whole thing is is that she's so good she always went like uh, ends in like plus negative zero at the end which means that she never wins she wins and loses but wins and loses enough to never be to always end on the same amount of points point is that she's really strong but she doesn't want to prove it because her dad's it's it's a shit anime i don't know why i'm explaining it to you and then the other (laughs) the other big one is um is akagi which you might know because it's uh, in the same fictional universe as Kaiji, uh, as well as it being a genuinely good anime. Um, but unlike 
actual mahjong it plays it's very much into the cheating aspect so it's all about uh underworld bosses cheating very heavily in mahjong and the way to uh cheat it also created a whole new mahjong variant called uh wazashi mahjong where three of the uh three of the four tiles is invisible and you can see it see through their hands and it's a completely different way of playing it it's completely pointless uh i remember that i remember that happening in the anime that's kind of crazy that it like became a real thing (laughs) <laughs> yeah, yeah, it became a really because that manga like really broke out big uh, away oh. from sort of like the mahjong manga scene, I guess. And like, so they're the two big ones. They're the two, and Akagi's still going, and uh, yeah, is, which is incredible. How is that still going? <laughs> I believe. I mean, Legend of Koizumi is still going. Yeah, but I can understand how that keeps going because it's just a fucking lot of weird gags about the entire world political scene but akagi is like the dude gets into the underworld like and plays mahjong with like a a crime boss leader or some some shit and he wins i think he wins he he does he's very good he he and he also like has never played mahjong before right yeah it was a first time playing he just was a fucking genius at games but uh and then how does it keep going from there? It feels like it should have just ended there. Yeah, it's been going on like the final battle, as it were, for like because it's also like the ending is the beginning. So at the end, it's like a gravestone of Akagi, and then it's like this is the legendary gambler Akagi, and this is how he like came to frame, and then he's on the final fight. Like, but he's been going for about apparently like five years on this single like game of mahjong. Is it like actively ongoing every month, or is it one of those ones that gets a lot of delays? I believe it's going every month. I mean, I know that. Jesus. Yeah, I know that. Um, uh, not a, uh, Legend of Koizumi ended had a bit of a bit of a downtime. Yeah, it, it ended and then it got revived like a few years later. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, so that's. So they're the two big uh, manga animes. Only watch one. Only watch uh, Akagi if you're at all interested. Because the other one is hot shit. Uh, unless you like watching cute girls do cute things. But that's fine. Because it's not even cute girls doing cute things. It's just cute. It's just girls with superpowers and massive tits. And then it's like. It's like one of the big Gonzo productions as well. So they've all got. Now I know why. <laughs> Second best after Speed Grapher. <laughs> uh, it's, very, it's very much a production. Uh, uh, yeah, it, it's quite fan servicey and practically everything. There's there's a part where they just train in a uh, beach because they have to have girls in bikinis, otherwise no one's gonna watch it. All right, so but but we're what, talking about the third mahjong anime, <laughs> the Legend of Koizumi. Yeah. So so John, out of curiosity, so you you joined us kind of on a lark. Uh, how much of this did you understand? Do you know who Koizumi is? I I know that he was a prime minister, and that's kind of it. Yeah. <laughs> I, did, I did not do any research into the history of all of these figures. The only ones I'm familiar with are Bush and Bush Jr. And I know that Chairman Mao founded yeah. China. So I kind of like dove into Wikipedia because like I just I hate not knowing <laughs> what I'm watching and. Yeah, like I was kind of frankly shocked by like how many of the like jokes are not just like stupid weird bullshit and actually have like a grounding in some uh-huh. kind of 
in some kind of like real thing. Mm-hmm. The uh, do you want to go into that, Andy? How, <laughs> how much did you? How much did you like not need to read Wikipedia to get out of this? <laughs> well, it was very much a case of me like loving Mahjong and then loving this anime and then also just reading Wikipedia extensively. But I'd already <laughs> read it like maybe a year or two ago. So my memory might be a bit hazy, but if I remember correctly, so uh, Koizumi is the ex-Prime Minister. He's uh, one of the two parties. Um, now, he is actually still continuously beloved uh, in Japan. He's not a Prime Minister anymore. I don't even think he's maybe a politician, but uh, he's just continuously beloved. So this anime came out almost as a parody, almost as sort of like a love letter to him um, when it first came out. And then you've got uh, president Taro, who was the previous president before, at the time, I can't remember who the current president was, but everybody kind of hated him. Um, and he uh, he is the guy in the red jacket who shoots the sniper in the first episode. Yeah, uh, he was uh, actually an Olympic shooter. Like that just didn't. <laughs> that also was another thing that just didn't come out of nowhere. <laughs> like he he competed in the Olympics in 1976. Well, that's Man. how he's so fucking good at shooting down. What snow. a weird, weird deep pull uh my favorite is i can't remember what the president so so yeah he's one of the, the previous president but then what happened is between the first episode and the second episode because they're all over the age they did like a huge break of like two or three months and then what i think happened i could be wrong uh you could fact check me on this is i think then the president changed to who the president is in the second episode now i can't remember mm-hmm. his name do you have his name down jeff I do. It is Yukio uh, Harayama. Yeah. Uh, also known as the alien by friends and foes alike. <laughs> so he's kind of an interesting guy. Uh, he's His wife is like bona fide insane and believes that all the good stuff that came to them was because of aliens and that they've been abducted by aliens and that they're actually Vesuvians or something. So like half of the shit that happens when like a alien jumps out of his mouth is actually sort of stuff that he believes and he thinks is a a real thing which is mental but you know you look at japan with its happy science uh which is also a fun mental fucking thing to google and like you uh you see that actually this stuff is pretty common in japan like weird cults are a really common thing uh and they disgustingly like their target is single old grand ladies, uh, usually mothers, uh, and it's kind of gross that it's happened to even a politician's mother. But yeah, happy like you know, in your you guys played yakuza, right? Like those, there's always like one story about like some weird sex that they want to save their grandmother from. Like that actually is a thing. Uh, I recommend mm-hmm. you all look up uh, Happy Science, which is the biggest sort of culty ch- ass church. That's in Japan right now, and uh, yeah, it's a genuine problem. But hmm. yikes! <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, something else that I was also kind of surprised by is how, like, Koizumi is kind of notorious for being like he's sort of a like a Japanese Tony Blair. Yeah, he was like he's really into like he like he was the guy who got Japan into Iraq when uh, when America invaded. To a lot of people's chagrin, he was the guy who started uh, going back to uh, Yasukuni Shrine, uh, which is 
very controversial because it honors like war dead basically from like the Meiji era to the 1950s, which, you know, if you know your history at all, covers all those people in World War II who were bona fide war criminals. <laughs> yeah, it's very weird, that sort of place. I've, I've been there, actually. I've been to that uh, that exact shrine that they're talking about. And uh, it is weird because it is sort of like memo, like reminding like memorializing the people who died in war but then also it's kind of like well i mean were they fighting for their country or were they fight what did they really know what they're fighting for i don't know i don't want to get into it because i don't fucking know anything but is it like the equivalent of is it like the equivalent of confederate statues in in america <laughs> kind of yeah. yeah 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 it's not it's not specific i mean i think that may be the problem is it's not specifically just world war Two. it just happens to go and like be world war Two as well like and also like yeah like koizumi also was quite uh controversial you know he he caused a lot of problems with china because of he was going back to the shrine uh taro uh also the uh the olympic shooter slash former uh premier is also just like a straight up world war ii revisionist like there's this like strain of ultranationalism that goes through all these guys like shinzo abe is also kind of in the same like oh the same like sort of like weird no like ultranationalist slash liberal centrist kind of stuff which seems like pretty mainstream yeah there's sort of like is that this sort of like the what they call like pleasure women or whatever and it's like no 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 it's their choice to go and be slaves and have sex with the like the war the soldiers is that the thing you're talking about because i know there's a yeah yeah basically like yeah like the the like yeah. was it nan king like that never happened like them forcing all the re-education that was actually good like that kind of <laughs> stuff yeah yay fun <laughs> yeah. he also claims that there's no such thing as sexual harassment so like there's like there's like a kind of a an ugly strain through this whole thing and i kind of wonder if like the venn diagram of people who are really into mahjong and really into uh koizumi are sort of like they're, they're kind of like like bush uncles or like trump uncles on flip on facebook or, or, but also they show bush jr in a cradle wearing a confederate flag pajama suit so you know <laughs> yeah that's also this show <laughs> <laughs> yeah basically it's just like everybody's worst side except for koizumi for whom it's all good actually it's just perfect yeah, <laughs> yeah i mean and abe in the manga, he fights Putin. I mean, I know we're diverging already, but in the manga, he fights Putin, and then he was... Yeah, that's previewed at the very end of the OVA, too, which yeah. is yeah. a shame that we don't get to see that. <laughs> and then he also fights Hitler on the moon. Um, yeah. I, also, I also like that Putin's, like, a fucking super pretty boy. <laughs> but that's always how... And, like, the Pope, and yeah. <laughs> yeah, there's the Pope, too. Yeah, he does fight the Pope. So, in, so I mean... To go back to Koizumi, the story is is that all um, all world tra- all world uh, arguments and conflicts they're sorted not by wars anymore, but by mahjong. So that is why <laughs> Koizumi is such a great politician is because he's so fucking good at mahjong. Uh, and then with the politics and the Pope when he comes in, it's that uh, they you know when they have that like the Pope dies, and then in order to decide the next Pope, they play mahjong. Uh, <laughs> of course, yeah. <laughs> it's a very there's a very strong theme. Uh, I think the Russian with the Russian game, 
there's one lady I can't remember her name, but she's obsessed with like radiate radioactive materials, and her mahjong <laughs> tiles have radioactive materials in, but only some of the tiles. <laughs> so if you put the wrong tiles together, it will explode in your face and kill me. <laughs> and it's just like uh, Hitler, you fight on the moon, and I think you fight him with gobbles, and then he has a special attack called Super Aryan, which is a pun on uh, Dragon Ball. Very odd, yeah. yeah. Uh, and it, he just gets like huge white, like blonde hair standing on the end. It's a very, course, yeah. <laughs> uh, but before that, of course, uh, what's he called? Um, Koizumi has a fighting, uh, like a training uh, arc on uh, what's that fucking that massive mountain uh, that's beloved in, uh, but yeah, he. Fuji? Food? No, not no. It's in India. Um, Himalayas. Yeah, Himalayas in the Himalayas. Thank you. And uh, he fights with like Winston Churchill uh, <laughs> and and someone else in like a three way mahjong battle. It's crazy. I like. I quite like this show, but I also know it's one of those shows which anybody uh, now can sort of look at it and be like, hmm, that's massively problematic. And I don't know why. <laughs> um, similar to, I think, do you know, I, I, I lent someone DMC, uh, Detroit Metal City, because I thought, hey, they, they'll mm. like it. No, they hated it. And they thought that it was disgusting. And I was like, oh, but it's funny. And oh, like, no. Yeah, but they just said rape a bunch of times. And I'm like, yeah, but that's... That's f- true. That's f- that does happen. And, and then also, I guess this was like just after or during the Me Too moment, movement. And I was like, hmm, yeah, okay, fair Let's enough. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe a tad tactless. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, that's true. It's still <laughs> yeah, really funny, though. We're all here talking about anime, so what the fuck do we know about tact? <laughs> hey, I mean, they've all got their problems, right? So, But Poison <laughs> Me definitely has its, uh, its world politics all fucked up and weird. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so was Koizumi, with everything else being uh, basically a direct reference to real life stuff, was Koizumi actually good at Mahjong, or did they just throw that in there for fun? I don't. I think the joke is, is that Koizumi is so great at everything, sure he's great at Mahjong okay. too. <laughs> yeah. Alright, fair enough. Yeah, I don't know if like Kim Jong-il was also canonically good at Mahjong, but I guess he wasn't in the show either, so... No, he wasn't, but there was also that bit where he shot a nuclear missile, which was also... Yeah. A weird joke to ex-Japan as well, like, hidden in there, like, because apparently Kim Jong-un likes ex-Japan, which is very weird. But yeah, yeah, that's cool. Ex-Japan's, I don't get, I don't get. That's like one of those, like, bands I just don't understand. I'm just like, yeah, it does nothing for me. They're, they're like Japanese Rush, right? Like, they're, they're, yeah, they're, they're, they're a metal band, but they also kind of suck. <laughs> <laughs> I'm allowed to say that because I'm Canadian. Uh, I, yeah, but there's also um, I I could be wrong about this, but I'm pretty sure Gact is in ex Japan, and Gact is like a huge deal in my like as a solo artist. He's huge. I remember Gact being really really huge when like I first got into anime, but I, this is the first time I've heard that name in years. <laughs> <laughs> well, there's I mean yeah, Gact is still but Gact's still massive in Japan, and he's actually one of those huh. guys who's really talented like there was one thing i was watching in like last year uh whilst i was over there about him listening to 
uh, like a ten thousand dollar piano like violin and a ten dollar violin or whatever and just been like can you tell the difference and i don't know but i think he did uh like (laughs) it's he's a real big deal and then also at new year's japan x's drama played for the first time so japan like japan x is still a big band like it's still fucking huge in japan i guess uh and yeah Hmm. he's got a vocaloid as well anyway weird <laughs> uh, yeah. With so something that might be useful. I don't know. Like, maybe, maybe maybe this is wrong, but like, does knowing about mahjong add anything to this show? No, no, not at all. Okay, good. So the the main thing that um he uh, that Koizumi wins off of is one of the rarest um hands in the whole game, which is thirteen orphans. Now, the description of that is one of each honor and terminal and one duplicate. Um, there is a separate rule on top of that, which is uh, if you if you're waiting on a duplicate, then that gives you a double Yakuman. Now a double Yakuman is the highest amount of points you can get, and then on top of that, every time he gets it on a sumo, which is a self draw. Uh, also, usually the the draw after the one that he's um, just drawn on, which is an ipatsu. But as it's a double Yakuman, Ipatsu doesn't mean anything. It's just fucking cool and he's a boss. Um, <laughs> <laughs> is this the luck of a world leader? Yeah, pretty much. So a Yakuman is 16,000 points. Uh, and, sorry, 32,000 points. But at a anybody, uh, but when you get a double Yakuman, it's uh, 64,000 points which is practically cleaning everybody out and it's an instant way to uh, win the game because you start off with 25,000 points and if you run, which is when you win off somebody's discard, that's 32,000 points and unless you've been playing the game for a while, um, there's no way the person that you're playing with has 32,000 points. So it's always a guaranteed win. The other... um, So yeah, double Yakuman for, for... like Koizumi every time and that's kind of the joke that he's waiting on this impossible hand the the hand to explain it is you have uh one to nine and I'm sorry if you don't give a fuck about Mahjong but it's my I love this game so you have a what you have three pairs of one to nine and then you have an east south west north and then three dragons so what you're waiting on is a one and nine of the three pairs and then you have an east, south, west, north, and then three all three dragons. You have one of them in your hand of thirteen, of uh, thirteen, and then you win off of another discard of a of a of any one of them, which is like a terminal or an honor. So that's so it's impossible to get because you just you like waiting on like on tiles that you can't draw, and if you like you can't pawn or run or uh, cheat off anybody else, so. You have to what, just discuss, like pick it up naturally as you're playing through the game and just know that you're aiming for it. But it can also be completely destroyed at any point because somebody can just like do a, a pair of three on a on like a on an east, for example, which is pretty common. Um, and then that means that you're practically fucked unless you have an east in your hand as well, because it means you're waiting on one tile. And there's also a dead wall of 16 tiles, which never get played in the game. And so that means it could be in there. So it's just almost pointless. And then also, if you don't draw it yourself, you can't call it or you can't get it in any other way. I'm getting too deep. The other... <laughs> I have a question. Yep. What's it mean when one of the tiles is sideways? So one of the, one of the tiles is sideways. So the one that he's sort of like the first shot he's seeing where he's like the impossible weight happened and it's got thirteen or 
or uh, he's got his thirteen children, his his uh, his thirteen um, terminals and honors. That sideways one is what they usually denote as a tile that they want to get rid of. So in mahjong, especially when you're playing it on a like a, a machine, it's really fast and uh, pro- professional mahjong. You can't be delaying your like your hand much kind of like chess i guess um but so what they do is they sort of put a sideways the tile on sideways to be like this is the tile i'm going to get rid of uh now it's it's kind of defunct like you don't need to do that but they do it so that's what that sideways tile is it's to show like they're drawing it also when you call reach which you don't have to do when you're on a double yakuman but they do because it's fucking cool um <laughs> you also instead of putting the tile discarding the tile face up you put it on the side to say that you're in reach again it you don't you i don't know why he calls reach he doesn't fucking need to because he's on a double yakuman and that like so you 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 basically to explain reach uh mahjong point systems you have like a, a yaku which is like a single point and it's usually about a thousand which is if you end in the second episode the crappy prime minister he wins a one thousand like a single fan uh that's also what they call a yaku uh one fan yaku uh and he's like really shit so that's kind of a joke with him uh and the yaku that he gets so so that is like the smallest amount it's about a thousand points and then you can win two three uh and then up to i think five yaku so your points when you when you win you sort of work out how many point like how many yaku you've got based on a series of sort of like Texas poker style uh like rules and descriptions so like I don't know you have all simples which is a very common one which is when you just you don't have any terminals or honors so kind of the exact opposite of thirteen orphans um or you get like all cans or stuff like well not all cans but all pungs uh anyway. So yeah, so that so that that is like the Yaku, and then you go off to like the Yaku Man, which is like the impossible to get tiles, and that is a group of like uh, about like ten rules, and I've only gotten like a couple of them once. Uh, they're really impossible to get. So and in this show, like everybody's hand is ending in one of those, right? practically yeah so i couldn't i couldn't quite catch all the chinese the ones that they got in china but the um the first one that he tried to get in the first episode was uh nine gates which is one one two three four five six seven eight nine 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 and then a duplicate of that one uh which is why he could discard his hand this is fun isn't it you're learning about my favorite (laughs) game I've picked up maybe one percent of this so far. And that's the question I asked. Uh, did you say you understood more of Andy's explanation of Mahjong or more of the Legend of Koizumi? Uh, the latter, for sure. Because <laughs> at least I could Has pick it... up on Bush and North Korea and Chairman Mao, whereas this is like, yeah, there's some tiles that, uh, and people are fans or something. <laughs> Yeah, but I mean, the basic, the easiest way to explain mahjong, which I guess we're doing now, is uh, <laughs> it, it's rummy mixed with Texas Hold'em. So uh, <laughs> Jeff called before before we started recording that you would compare it to rummy. So well, I think it is because the ultimate way to win the game is you have thirteen tiles in front of you, then you win off a fourteenth tile, then you got to get uh, three pairs 
uh, three like sets of three, which can either be a run of three, as in one, two, three of the same suit, or you can get three of the same kind. And then, so it's like three, uh, like three man or three stone, uh, which are the of the three suits that they have. They don't have four like in cards. They have uh, man, stones, and bamboo. Um, so that's so they have like so one of those three sets, uh, and then you have to win on a single pair as well. So the end to win, you have to have four like sets and then a pair. There are exceptions to that rule. But I don't get too much into that because this is the this is the problem with Mahjong. It's like oh, okay, so that's true. And like yeah, but I've just won off of like all simples, uh, which is not sorry, not all simples. Um, I've just I've just won off like a uh, I can't remember. I think it's just like uh, seven pairs, which is just when you have two of every single pair, uh, and then you win off. Of, so it, it's ridiculous. It's a stupid. It's a stupid, stupid game. Um, but. Uh, How did somebody make a game so fucking complicated? <laughs> um, so yeah, so that that is mahjong in a nutshell. Uh, it's it's Texas Hold'em and Rummy mixed, but with more tiles, and it makes you look super cool because uh, hmm. you have all these tiles in front. I mean, when you when you sometimes you link a video of people playing mahjong and they're just fucking flinging shit all over the place, and that does look cool. I love that video. I I'm could glad I, you mentioned it because I was going to put it in the show notes. Yeah. Anyways. So. <laughs> <laughs> that, that is uh, Chinese mahjong, which is, again, a, a variant that they um, they allude to in the anime. So I think mahjong originates in China and then mm-hmm. America sort of brought uh, cards and or trumps, as they're called in Japan, and as well as mahjong over to Japan, and then Japan was like, "Well, this is a Wait, fun cards game. are called cards are just called trumps in Japan." Yeah, so cards are trumps. that explains so fucking much. Because <laughs> <laughs> I've oh man, okay, now I understand a lot of things retroactively. Which I believe <laughs> is, isn't there a card company called Trump? What am I thinking? Of? Uh, I don't know, but like a Trump in America in cards is usually like a suit that wins all over all other suits, like. Yeah, but when so when like but in Japanese when they there's say, probably a company called Trump. I don't know. I, I thought there was, um, but I think not President Trump. Obviously, like, <laughs> you know, cards cards are more important than whoever is leading America right now. Yeah, because they're they're not going to be about fast cards. They're always going to be there. Um, yeah. yeah, exactly. <laughs> so I I think it's based off of the company, but yeah. So tr- and, and you know it's just written on the front of the pack yeah, of cards, yeah, yeah, yeah. Trump, and they're like, oh. Trump. So if you hear in Japanese when people say Trump, like, uh, do you want to play Trump? Then it means you want to play cards. And it doesn't specifically hmm. mean Trumps, which is also a card game. It means uh, like any card game, like Old Maid right, or, right. or whatever. Um, so, okay. yeah, so, chi- so it came from China, uh, then went to America, and then America took it to Japan after World War Two, And then Japan was like, well, this game's good, but let's make it more fun by adding rules and points and with mental point system. Uh, and so the video that I'm guessing is going to be in the show notes is the Chinese version of Mahjong, which um, is a lot easier to play, and it has a lot more tiles, insanely, and it doesn't have a lot of things that you would see in the Legend of Koizumi anime, or in Akagi, or in Saki. Uh, it, but it's still just as enjoyable. Um, but it's not so much a gambling game. Whilst like Reach can be straight up a gambling game. Uh, Is there a manga or anime that will actually teach you real Shaw? And it's good. Uh, I mean, 
Akagi's probably your closest, but Akagi's also like veers very steeply off into cheating. So right, yeah. I'm gonna go with no. Uh, none okay. that I've been, unless there's sort of like a, a free lines version of Mahjong right, yeah. that's coming up in the future. I mean, maybe I would imagine Kaiji sort of eventually would do a Mahjong esque uh, sort of. Yeah, but that would be also steeped in cheating and or just playing up the drama of of losing versus winning. <laughs> yeah, Kaiji goes with doesn't he like lose his fingers? I imagine that. Yeah, at the end of the anime, he loses his like I don't know if it's all of them, but it's definitely some of them. Yeah, that's when I was like, hmm, this anime is going a bit too far. I think I'll stop watching. <laughs> but he gets sent to like some slave prison camp at the end of season one. Yeah. 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 John, what was your favorite part in this show? I was post junior sleeping in a cradle, ranting about some dream. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like it, it's, it's surounded by like a thousand different bush Easter eggs, like the shoe and the pretzels and yeah. the KKK hat. Yeah, <laughs> and, uh, it's just the, so much of it. Yeah, well, and the segue, and, and just the well. Confederate jump. The, oh yeah, him running around on a Segway all the time. What's that about? I don't, I don't. There's know a famous that. video of George Bush. Just eating shit on a Segway. Okay, I see. I forgot all about that, I guess. Yeah, it, it, it was quite popular in Japan. Like, that's what they mostly... Oh, I'm sure, because fucking a world leader falling, face-planting on a Segway is pretty hilarious. I was really surprised that Papa Bush did not at any time throw up on any Japanese prime ministers. <laughs> uh, I was also wondering, when did George Bush Sr. become George Bush Sr.? Like... Is it as, as soon as as soon as you have a kid named George, you're a senior. But why? Mm-hmm. I don't understand. This is like a really weird American thing, right? I don't understand why you'd name your son the same name that you have. Oh, I don't either. I would never do it. I'm not a monster, but <laughs> some people do it. I'm named Jonathan, and my dad's name is John. So, like, at least they were gracious enough to not make us identical names. <laughs> but you still get called John. So serious. Oh yeah, because that's just how I introduce myself. But so yeah. you should be John Junior. But I'm not because I'm John. <laughs> yeah. And nobody also knows your dad, I guess, on this podcast. Right. Also that. <laughs> uh, they did call me like uh, JR when I was a kid. Like my dad's friends would call me JR. For, and I, I think because I was a junior, basically. That's kind of a cute. But like, I don't. Like when George Bush Sr. got admitted into the presidency or whatever they say in the your stupid country um does was he already considered george like george bush senior or was he just george i think he was just hw back then technically he would have been referred to as george hw bush senior yeah but like people don't usually call you senior unless like you are specifically differentiating between but they'll call you junior because that's just you're the junior but yeah, people also refer to him as HW, and refer they refer to Junior as just W, like now. So it's like, oh, fair enough. Okay, that's it. That's just how they do it, All right? But like strictly speaking, I think when you have a kid and you name it the same name, it, you are senior and they are junior. I, I think it's like specifically a part of that like waspy kind of like upper crust like Harvard group that do that kind of shit. That's like, how you get like uh, Vincent. Mill- uh, Vincent, some pre- pretentious ass last name, the fourth. Yeah, because Americans love how they kicked out the king and then pretend like they're kings. Yeah. 
I, I mean, I, I don't know. I just always found that like a weird sticking point. Uh, I never understood it. Uh, can't be a good bit. But like, uh, you know, but I also felt it was very much like a southern thing, right? Or am I imagining that? Or is it just bullshit? I think it's just rich people thing. <laughs> fair enough, fair enough. Um, so, yeah. So, yeah. I, I And the other thing I quickly want to mention was the final... Uh, the final Yakuman that he won off was called All Green, where you have to get every tile is green. It's a favorite one of, uh, I believe, one of the Chinese presidents. And the way that he did it was cheating, um, which by he rubbed off the center red tile. Yeah, on a I like that. Five and throw it down. Uh, and again, also, this is the other thing about Legend of Koizumi. The manga is also about cheating. So... Like, no one's really interested in watching people play the game. They're interested in watching people cheat in the game. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Kagi's pretty also cool because uh, at the end of every episode, if they have any cheating, like the ways that they cheat, like the caterpillar thing or whatever, they will then show professional Mahjong players do that at the ending credits, which is fucking cool. Uh, yeah. And it's mostly been redundant because they now no longer use... Uh, they use electronic tables as opposed to just normal hand stuff, which is where 90% of the cheating can occur. Uh, yeah. So yeah, I would recommend Akagi a lot. I would recommend Akagi to anyone, even if they don't know much. Akagi is really good. Yeah, it's really good, irrespective of Mahjong. It's just a fucking good gambling and, and like... And it, raises the yeah, ten- yeah. it raises the tension. It raises the stakes. You yeah. don't really understand what's happening. Like, even, like, because they go through the tiles, like the winning tiles, they go through in seconds. And like even then, I'm just like, oh, like I I had to pause it to sort of work out what was going on, <laughs> and then I'm still like, I mean, it's they don't care about how they win; they care about the, yeah. the way of winning and the coolness of winning. Yeah, yeah so it sounds like it does that JoJo's thing that I like so much in Kakeguri because that's yeah. probably why you keep telling me to watch it and stop watching Kakeguri. Right? <laughs> yeah, Kakeguri is really fun, but it's less good at like having real risk because you know she's always going to win or at least even if she loses she's going to win anyway somehow be just like a moral victory because mm-hmm. uh, that's just what that show is there's never any doubt but in kaiji like there's a real risk of that dude mm-hmm. losing and in fact he does lose pretty hard at one point i'm sure he keeps losing past that point because I, I is the mega still going i know that i know there's a lot more to it at least i honestly don't know um yeah I, I but akagi uh is very similar to that. Uh, it's the same writer, same world, basically. So yeah, so Akagi, yeah. Uh, Kaiji set after Akagi, I believe. Could be, yeah. No, I, I mean, it, it I honestly don't know. Um, because there's also there's that anime that came out last season, uh, Mister Someone's Middle Management Blues. Yeah, Mister Todagawa. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is also which is about like one of the guys who. Basically organizes shit for all of the big dudes to, to exploit the little dudes. Uh, he's just the guy. He's the, he's the middle management, basically. Like, <laughs> it's it's. Uh, I did not watch it. I heard it wasn't that great. Uh, yeah, maybe one day I'll check. I, it out. I didn't watch it either. Um, I'm surprised it even got animated. To be fair, I was like, it's a really odd yeah, thing. Okay. Yeah, but then again, like you look at Salaryman Kintaro, and you're like, okay, so I can imagine that people are into this stuff. Yeah, but nothing's as good as Salaryman Kintaro. He's really good at shot. Have you seen that anime? It's about a biker guy from a biker gang. So you'll love it, John. Uh, and then oh yeah, no, that that got me. <laughs> <laughs> his wife dies, uh, and then he has to look after a baby by himself. So he becomes a salary man. 
uh, and then he basically is told to sharpen pencils. But he's really fucking good at sharpening pencils. <laughs> and then the CEO, it's an amazing scene. The CEO picks up a pencil and goes, wow, who sharpened this pencil? It's really good. <laughs> and it's just, and then it's going, and then it's like, oh, it's Sadly Man Kintaro. We don't want to talk about him. And then they just like, Kintaro, let's get him on board. It's a weird anime. It's fucking incredible. Uh, I mean, that sounds like everything I love. So. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's very 90s. I think it's like late 90s that that anime uh, exists. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, that's a good show. It's very odd. It's very like tongue-in-cheek stupid, but it's good. All right. Sounds good. <laughs> All right. I got nothing else. What about you guys? Oh, I do want to call out. I like, what was the dude's, like the stupid panicky guy who was Kozumi's assistant? Does he, did he have a name? He did have a name. I actually have that written down because he's also a real guy. Taizo Sugimura, famous for being the youngest ever member of parliament and had a big scandal about living too high on the hog. And he gets to be Koizumi's like little buddy. Okay. I liked uh, when Chairman Mao showed up and he was just pissing, pissing his pants for the next three <laughs> minutes. <laughs> and it was just like, a, it was like a water hose that someone was squeezing, you know, like the whole holding tight so it was just spraying everywhere it was really funny mm-hmm. yeah that was good i liked i like that the guy who played uh mao also plays like shenlong and rao from fist of the north star <laughs> and they're just like doing all of these like one-to-one matching <laughs> shots with him and it was really good yeah there's also a bunch of like odd like there was that street fighter reference in that the episode previous uh it's fucking it's it's funny i i really do think it's one of those odd anime it's like half an hour long so by the time mm-hmm. like preparing yeah, all three this are episode hour, yeah. i was watching it and i managed to finish it before we started <laughs> <laughs> um like just shows and then also you got like pole pot in there with the all green attack which is yeah uh, a kind of a reference to jojo i think so yeah it's yeah, yeah. It's, it's a weird anime a, uh i yeah. i wish there was more because <laughs> I wish there was more too. It, it kind of, uh, it kind of ends on like this really high point of them, like like you said, like teasing. Yeah, here Putin. comes Putin and the Pope, and <laughs> probably they're gonna fight Bush at some point because they gotta. <laughs> yeah, and the manga, I believe, I can't remember getting too far. They they do fight the uh, Putin and they do fight the Pope. Um, and oh man, I guess if the manga's still running, they gotta fight Trump eventually. Well, right? that is why that's the, gotta be why they revived that it. That is right? exactly why they revived it because Trump. Oh is, really? Trump is <laughs> Trump. Well, on the revival like splash page reveal, it yeah, he's just made Trump. to be made fun of in this <laughs> in this manga. Okay, I'm gonna, I think I gotta read this shit. This sounds good. Yeah, <laughs> and then I, I'm sure if you if you like screenshot the the actual things they went off i could tell you why that's important or if that's a joke because also like 90 percent of the fucking like winning tiles are also weird parodies and jokes um which are also sort of like untranslatable (laughs) 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 it's uh the manga is it's bizarre like the manga is not that long as well i think it's only about like three or four volumes uh at least until it ended and i've got uh 16 Oh wow, sixteen. But, okay, a lot more. Than yeah, it's pretty, it's pretty long. This, I mean, that's still not a lot in like manga terms. Like one arc of JoJo's is like fifty. So, <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, uh, let's not get into JoJo because JoJo is different, <laughs> different territory. Um, but yes, 
I really like I really genuinely love Mahjong and this was also the anime that got me interested in Mahjong. So if it gets you interested in Mahjong, that's good because it's one of the best games. Uh, I play it weekly with my buddies. <laughs> uh, yeah. yeah, I tried I tried to figure it out when I was playing Yakuza and just could not parse yeah, it. It was just too it's... much. <laughs> yeah, which again was another weird way of how I got into Yakuza because like my I was uh, at work and for some reason. When I was at my first job, they were like, let's introduce the guys, which they never did again after my introduction. And they were like, <laughs> Andy, he's into video games and he loves Mahjong. And then I'm just like, oh, for fuck's sake. And then everyone was asking me what the fuck Mahjong was. And then I was like, okay, let's, uh, let's not get into that. Because people over here just think of that weird matching two-tile game. So whenever I'm like, mm, yeah. whenever they explain, like, yeah, I play Mahjong with you, they're like, huh. But like, not the fake American version. <laughs> yeah, not yeah exactly, right? Not the shit matching game, like the four-player. But like, how do you play that four-player? And I'm just like, oh, yeah, no, you don't match tiles because that's bullshit. Um, <laughs> in like the shape of a bird. Uh, but the, so yeah, so I had a friend come up to, guy come up to me there and be like, I think you really like Yakuza if you like playing Mahjong. And I'm like, Okay, sure. I'll never. I've never heard of it. He gave me Yakuza Four to borrow, and then I just spent like a couple of hours just playing mahjong, and then being like, "Huh? Oh yeah, there's the rest. Of, <laughs> there's the rest of the weird like intrigue and uh, stupid melodramatic drama of a Yakuza family that I guess I should pay attention to too." Uh, and then fell in love with that series, and then found yeah. out that Five was not been translated in four years. So I was like. Well, great. I guess I'm never going to see the end of this show. <laughs> uh, so, yeah. So, Mahjong, guys, give it a go. Play it. If you're interested, Tenho is a pretty good way of playing it. Google it. T-E-N-H-O. It's the like the official Japanese app. Uh, there's also some pretty good English ones. And then there's some pretty good tutorials online, which I guess I can link in the show notes if you're interested. Uh, I think why the hell not what else are we going to put in the show notes uh, lots of weird Lot, like, yeah, lots of Wikipedia articles to <laughs> <laughs> historical figures to political figures and the Vesuvians thing uh, yeah. <laughs> alright well uh, that it that, that is right. that it thanks for listening on this ramblematic episode oh wait no that's you Jeff who says that alright Email us at uh, keyframespodcast at gmail.com. Find us on Twitter at keyframespod. Like us on Facebook, keyframespodcast. Rate, review, and subscribe on iTunes and tell a friend. Andy, <laughs> what kind of friend should you tell? I would say not just any friend, but a friend who's recently just achieved a double Yakuman uh, against some sort of political leader. Uh, not that I know of any. Um, but you know, you might. There's got to be one. There's got to be one. There's got to be one. It's it's at, at some point in history. <laughs> if this anime is anything to go by, uh, they've definitely done it <laughs> once. <laughs> All right. All right. Say bye. 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 I was kind of like thinking about leaning on you for the synopsis, if nothing else, since you've probably watched it the most recently. Even though there's not a lot to synop, but I guess I could do that, yeah. And then I was going to demand that Andy explain mahjong to us. Oh no, it's kind of. <laughs> well, that's not. It's just, it's like Jim Rummy in it, and then that's probably all we'll get. So this is fine. <laughs>